Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. A proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com. And now your hosts, Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 36 of the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. And we got a big announcement today, guys. We are now powered by the Roar Network. Now, the Roar Network right now is a grassroots movement with pro wrestling podcasts. More info to come, but just know your boys, the AMP crew, are officially a part of this amazing movement. We are powered by the Roar Network, and we are broadcasting live from the Collar and Elbow Studios. And speaking of Collar and Elbow, our featured item of the week is the Collar and Elbow Extreme T-shirt. Looks like the old... Uh, ECW Extreme T-shirt, but it's got the CXE with the barbed wire through it. Looks really cool. So go check us out on the gorillaposition.com. And when you do, hit the featured link, and you can get 10% off that T-shirt right now at collarandelbowbrand.com. All right, so Bryce is here with us, and we have a lot of firsts, it seems, when Bryce is here. It was the first mail call. Mm-hmm. And now if you notice from the intro, you may have said, who is this Michael Leander fellow? Well, that's me. Here's what we're doing. So I own an internet radio station. I am also on terrestrial radio over here in southwest Louisiana. And I'm just consolidating it down. Ryan Keith is my real name. So pull back the curtain if you were fans on the first 36. You know my real name. But now I'm going by, obviously, Mikey O, Mike Oleander, so that we can just consolidate the nameage so that, you know, I can direct people to my Facebook page and stuff like that. So that's the story behind it. You know, it's going to be very tough because, you know, for the first <laughs> for the first 25 episodes, we were obviously Mark Out Mania. Yes. And then we changed the name of the podcast to The Average Marks. And now for the first 35 episodes, you were Ryan. Yes. And now you're going to be, it's going to be Mike. Mikey O, Mike, either or, whatever, Mike, Mikey O, whatever, whatever, right. whatever feels nice. Well, we'll, we'll call. I'll call you Mikey O because I like Mikey O. So, but uh, if I call you Ryan, it's only because exactly I, for thirty five episodes I've called you Ryan. So <laughs> we'll work through it just like we did with so Mark. We're, we're just gonna roll with the changes. But on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Bryce Boudreaux. We'll talk about him and his new uh, little venture he's uh, doing with the experience with Bryce Boudreaux. So we'll talk to him mm-hmm. in just a second. We're also going to talk about the the uh, G1 Climax Tournament. We're going to update that. It's uh, almost halfway through the tournament. Some great wrestling over in Japan. We'll go over the standings, the upcoming schedule, and maybe give some predictions as to who we think is going to win each block and the overall tournament. Also tonight, Impact Slammiversary. Tonight we're going to preview that. We have a lot of audio from yes. some press conferences earlier this week with uh, Sammy Callahan, Johnny Impact, Austin Aries, and Tommy Dreamer, you got to ask them some questions, oh, and then we'll. Yes, I did. Uh, Bryce is going to give us some predictions on that show mm-hmm. tonight. Also, a, a big announcement on Monday Night Raw. We're going to talk about that from Stephanie McMahon. Don't know what it involves. Also, uh, the May Young Classic is coming up uh, in a few weeks, actually. Some participants have been announced. We'll go over the participants. We also have Rumor Mill, some uh, Ring of Honor news, maybe involving CM Punk. Aha. Also, uh, Wrestle Votes had their uh, take on what the announcement could be on Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. We'll talk about that. Then on Cheap Heat, Cassius Ono uh, blasting a, a promotion over in <laughs> Alabama. Couldn't happen to a better state. Alabama. And um, also Titus O'Neil, the whole Hulk Hogan situation going on there. And uh, we'll talk about that as well. 
So with that being said, it is the uh, Average Marks episode number 36 for July 22nd, 2018. Mm-hmm. Check us out online, averagemarks.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Average Marks. And also, if you're listening on iTunes, do us a favor. When you get done, make sure you rate us and you throw in a comment. That will get us in the iTunes algorithm so that we are suggested to other wrestling fans. And it will help you boys get out there in the open. All right, Bryce. What's up, man? Glad to have you back here in the Color Nailbow Studio. Man, it feels great to be back, and thank you guys for having me, man. Uh, I really enjoyed my first time here in the studio, and, the, and the, now this is the Collar and Elbow Studio. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. how we roll. Wow. Son. Yeah. So That's you got, awesome. You got a new thing going on. Yes. The experience with Bryce Boudreaux. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about it, man. So um, as you guys know, I mean, I've I've been doing you know wrestling podcasting for a while, and for a little bit I took a brief hiatus, and I was thinking about coming back and doing something new. And I thought about, oh, you know, I'll just, I don't know, cover wrestling. I'm like, ah, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. There's plenty of people who cover wrestling. Why do that? Let me do what I love to do, and that's interview people. I have a lot of great connections, a lot of great friends that I made in the business. And so the experience with Bryce Boudreaux will be uh, Facebook Live once a week uh, with some of the hottest names in the independent wrestling industry. Um and that, that could be anybody. I mean, anybody who's worked for NWA, some former WCW guys, some former WWF guys even, uh, guys who have been through Impact, Ring of Honor, anywhere, um, they'll be coming on the show. I even got some New Japan people lined out. Yes. And uh, be Facebook Live video. So mm. that's once a week. Fun little stuff, man. When's your first episode? Don't know yet. We're okay. working we're working on a date, um, but we, we have a confirmation on, on our, our first guest. Can't break the news yet Dang it. but we have a first guest i was yes. hoping for some some an exclusive here to uh, the average marks maybe yeah, yeah. no i guess not we'll have to wait and see who bryce gets mm-hmm. as his first guest and i mean is it a you know pretty solid guest you would say huge huge guest nice. Big um guest to, to start off with a boom right yeah um definitely uh if you want you can go to the experience with bryce Boudreaux on facebook and uh follow that and stay up to date turn on post notifications and you'll get a notification. Probably my next post will be the announcement of who I'm bringing on. And we're I'm looking to start, you know, have the first episode with that guest um, definitely before August. Mm-hmm. So it'll be in a couple, couple, a few. Right. Cool. And if you were a member of our Patreon account, you have access to our Discord server. And if you were listening to the pre-show, you heard me working it out with Bryce. And so... Essentially, what's going to happen is he's going to allow us to also uh, take the audio from his interview, and we're going to post it on our uh, platform as well. So every um, every week it'll be there as well. But make sure the experience with Bryce Boudreaux, go like it in. I, I wanted to say like it, but lock it came out. So I was going to try to flow with it, but I don't think it sounded well. Go like his page right now on Facebook. And uh, right after the podcast, we'll put a link on our Facebook page as well uh, to his page. So it'd be easy to find the experience with Bryce Boudreaux. All right. Well, with that being said, I also have one more question for, for Bryce about the experience. How long are these interviews going to be, you think? I mean, are you just going to kind of go with the flow? Go you with have the like flow. a set time you want to do with it? Hey, or? you know, man, um, I, I can tell you this. Uh, they'll be starting at around 7 p.m., uh, mm-hmm. probably middle of the week. Not going to do it on a Monday, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, you know, just 
maybe an hour, maybe more. It depends okay. on what the person is offering and how many questions I'll ask and yeah. how much we talk. Because I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna ask a question and they're gonna answer. I'm just you know just shooting the breeze with them and yeah. you know talking, giving them a microphone, giving a voice to the voices. You know, like mm-hmm. I said in the introduction video on the page, like uh, some of these guys. You know, you, you look up somebody like I don't know James Beard. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Hall of Fame referee, NWA, huge name. Uh, you go look on YouTube, James Beard interview. There's nothing. Um, maybe one from a radio show. Yeah. And these guys didn't know what they were talking about. Um, but, uh, you know, I want to give a voice to the voiceless. James Beard. Potential. Potential. Potential guest. There you go. The maybe, a little, maybe a little bit of a, a teaser there. That's mm-hmm. if that's if James wants to go live on Facebook. James, James, is, James is a grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, have the grandkids show them how to He's do got it. Got the grandkids. <laughs> show me how to get live on Facebook. Well, we're certainly looking forward to that first episode Definitely. of the experience. Because, uh, and I, I like the fact that you're doing it on Facebook Live because so many people are already on Facebook. And a lot of people, you know, even me, I get a lot of these notifications on my Facebook about these people that go live. And yeah. it's like, I don't even remember like trying to, you know, so trying to, you know, subscribe to them getting live. But, of yeah. course, there, you know, some people go live. I'll watch them. You know, like mm-hmm. Skip Bayless. For some reason, I'll, I'll watch Skip Bayless when he <laughs> Skip talks. Skip Bayless. Why? <laughs> Why? Honestly, I go in there that a lot of times. Bag of hot air. I, 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 I like to go in there a lot of times for the comments. The comments <laughs> oh, are, are so great because, you know, him. he goes on to Facebook and he'll start talking, you know, whatever it is. He, he's And then – but I ain't going to lie. There's a lot of times I like listening to Skip Bayless because he will – He's one of those guys that, like, you say a date and time, he'll say, oh, this team be this team. You know, like, he can kind of just pull stuff out of his, out of his, you know what, as far as, you know, historical, you know, things in sports. So I, I kind of like listening to him from that perspective. But then he'll also say, Blake Bortles will be a better pro than Andrew Luck. No Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles. Did he really say that? Uh, yeah. I, said, well, I don't watch him that much. I just, when he goes live on Facebook, I might check it out if I'm sitting at home doing nothing. Whoa. But. But that's what the thing I like about what Bryce is doing. You know, yeah. when he's live, I'm more than likely it's gonna hey right because you know a lot of people are on Facebook a lot of time of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's are. like the prime time. You said you want to do it about seven p.m. in the evening. That's like seven the prime. p.m. And hey, who knows? Sometimes, like I said, maybe not Monday, but sometimes we might. I might. I might do it seven p.m. Monday. Maybe. Maybe even eight p.m. on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. You know, eight p.m. seven p.m. on a Tuesday. Whatever. Yeah. So while you're watching Raw and SmackDown, you can tune into the experience yep. and see an interview with I don't know some. Someone who was there. Exactly. In WWE. So, uh, you almost went macho man there. You were like, oh, you never know if I'm going Monday night. Freak out. Freak out. <laughs> Monday. All right. So uh, we're going to be on the lookout for uh, the experience with Bryce Boudreaux. Should be coming up next couple of weeks. Or next so. couple of weeks we'll have a big announcement regarding our first guest. Yeah. So go like his page right now. All right. Well, the first thing that we're going to talk about here today on the Average Marks podcast, we're going to talk about the G1 Climax Tournament going on right now in New Japan. They actually, uh, this morning, just finished up another little round of matches. Uh, All the Block A guys have had completed four matches out of the nine that they got to complete. And uh, Block B has only each completed three matches so far so we're gonna go over the standings here real quick they go block b underachievers well the way they scheduled it it's like it was an odd number of nights so one block was going to get one more night than the other block which it just happened to be block a so block a you have evil and hiroshi tanahashi at the top oh and jay white a three-way tie for first right now all six points you have michael elgin togi togi makabe kazuchiko okada minoru suzuki uh 
they're all at four, so they're all in second place. And then Balak Fale, Hangman Page, Yoshihashi, all down there with two points apiece. Then in Block B, the sole leader right now is the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, Kenny Omega. Yeah. Then tied for second with four points is Kota Ibushi, Tomohiro Ishii, Tetsuya Naito, and Sonata. And then you have uh, four guys tied at two. You have Hiroki Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Tamatonga, and Toru Yano. And Juice Robinson is the only one that has not won a match yet. So the uh, IWGP US Heavyweight Champion is uh, struggling a little bit here in this G1. I get the feeling that if we ever get the chance to go to a New Japan match in Japan, um, by you just saying these names over and over again, I think you could be like our interpreter while we're there. Who, me? Yeah, you. You, you Wait, hold on. You talking about the guy, as in me, the one. Whenever we first started talking about look, New Japan, I couldn't, I look, could not pronounce. I I've started to watch New Japan a lot more in the last few months, especially with the. I actually got New Japan World to watch the G One climax, just to watch the G One wow. climax, because I wanted to see this tournament. And granted, I have not kept up with it like I should have, but we got to give the fans the update. So I kind of spoiled some of the matches for myself. I did watch the first two nights, but I haven't watched anything since then. So trying to keep up with it, have a busy life, but uh, that is the the result. Yeah. And look, you're yeah, you, now you you're look. gonna just because I ran through a list of was it twenty guys? Uh, look, you're too hard on yourself, Patrick. You have grown so much. Over I- this past few months, <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. So this is what I want you to do. Okay. I don't want you to watch the English broadcast. What? I no, want no, no, you no. to watch the Japanese commentary. What the hell? What, what's that, what good is that going to do? You me? will start to understand it. I will I have not. full faith in they you. They can speak Japanese all they want. If I don't have English subtitles to go with those Japanese words, even if I did, like, good thing. Well, well, then do that. I you, that would not work. And then you we're could booking pay me a hundred dollars to an hour to do that, and I would still get fired from this job because I would not be successful <laughs> at it. I mean, I thank God they put. You know, that's a good thing about New Japan World. I think probably like this time last year, I don't even think they had English commentary for the G One. Like this is something new that they have the English commentary for each single night. I think they did it like for the G One Climax Final. They had the English commentary, but. Yeah. Or maybe do you know last year if they had I don't know if they had English commentary. Uh actually every single Yeah, night. they did. Wasn't oh, last year was one that they did here in America, right? No, the, the no, the, not the not the G1 special. That was the G1 special, I think. Or they might have well maybe. The, I could have sworn the G1 climax last year was in America. Well, no, they did one. They had a special for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. Ah, yeah, that's yeah, what that was. That was. A, yeah, yeah, but no, because yeah. the G1 climax was something totally different. And I think last year they didn't have English commentary. So that right there kind of tells you something. They're kind of going. They've gone a long way in the last yeah. year yeah. as far as expanding here in America. They have English commentary for every single night. So thank goodness for that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to watch yeah. it, or I have to watch it on mute. So, but uh, yeah, going over the standings here, going over the standings Dang. here, you know, I watched some of these matches, uh, you know, and I was talking to Brinkman. Brinkman, he thinks uh, Jay White's going to win block A, hmm. which Jay White, hold on now, Jay White, and I think Omega, I, I, don't, I can't see Omega not winning this uh, block unless for some reason uh, I see Kota Ibushi. You know, they fight on the last night. I could see maybe Kota Ibushi going over on Omega the last night just to give Omega a loss because I'm looking down this list right now. I don't see anybody else that Kenny Omega still has to face that I I would see beating him. Maybe Kota Ibushi. He already beat Naito in uh, night number two, the first night for Block B. So that right there was the only guy I could see maybe beating Omega in this tournament, at least for now. But 
Uh, I think maybe Kota Ibushi goes over on him, but Omega can still win the block by, by that being his only loss because... I don't know. Kota Ibushi. I'm looking at Kota Ibushi's schedule here coming up. Let me scroll on down here. Ibushi, you know, he's got Goto. I think that's a win. He still has Naito. I don't know. That's going to be the interesting one. I was saying that before we went on. His match with Naito is going to be very interesting. Other than that, I can see him beating Sonata and uh, is it Tam- Tamatonga. So, Tamatonga. Tama- Tamatonga. Dude, can- you better be kidding. He's going to come all the way from Japan. Yeah, he's, a, he's kind of an intimidating dude. but Him and, him and Haku. Maybe Tonga can beat him, um, or, or Naito's going to be the big match. Obviously, Omega's going to be his last match. I can see Ibushi winning that match. And then, you know, you, you were asking uh, Bryce before we got on, if the IWGP heavyweight champion wins the tournament, who yeah. does he face? Right. Where I believe, I, I, I think I heard this correctly, otherwise I might have been dreaming, but <laughs> I think they said the IWGP heavyweight champion chooses his own opponent. And, I mean, if I'm Omega... Okay, you know, you've already... I mean, I guess I could see Omega and Naito for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. But the idea I had was that if Ibushi beats him, Mm -hmm. maybe... Omega, you know, my golden lover buddy. Let's uh, headline. Going to choose his golden lover. Let's uh, (laughs) let's headline Wrestle Kingdom together, man, in a IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Cody Ibushi versus Kenny Omega. Uh, Respect match. Because I think, you know, he... he, Because Kenny won the belt. And the last guy that had beaten him was Cody at Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. So Cody, of course, gets his his match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Who's the next guy that has beaten Omega one-on-one the last time they fought before he won the title? Jay White. Who's next? Which, right now, the way it's looking, Jay White could fight Kenny in the main event, in the final of the G1. And if Kenny beats him, then boom, that's it. Hey, you, you just lost. So now... I'm going to give my title because he'll have one said I'm giving my title shot to Ibushi. I just that's that could be what he does if he wins. I mean, and I, I just don't see him not winning at least the block. Could they put Jay White over him again if Jay White wins block A? Because right now, block A, looking back at block A, you got Evil and Tanahashi. Tanahashi wouldn't be a bad pick either, I think. Looking at Tanahashi's. Mm. Ace, I think I think Ace is on his on his way out. Honestly, I mean not on his way out, but I I, I don't think they'll be doing much. But here's the bad thing now about Tanahashi. If it comes down to a tiebreaker between him and Jay White, Jay White already beat him. That's Tanahashi's only loss so far in the G1 was to Jay White. So, but looking at Tanahashi, uh, he can beat Elgin. He can beat Evil. Uh, Maccabee, he's got an interesting match with Okada. I don't know if he's going to win that one. And then you have Yoshihashi. He can win that one. So that's going to. Uh, Tanahashi's going to be another interesting one, I think, in Block A, but he's going to need Jay White to drop one, which right now I'm looking at Jay White. Uh, he lost to Suzuki, but Evil, eh, I don't know, Fale, I don't, like I said, I think he can win all three of these matches. He's got Hangman Page. Hangman's not having a very good uh, G1 so far. And then you got Yoshihashi. Uh, maybe Evil or, or Fale, Evil, Fale, or Maccabee can get him and give him a loss, or maybe two of those three guys can get him, put Tanahashi above him on there so that's the cool thing about i love about the g1 it's this round robin thing where it's at this point it's still kind of anybody's game you got i mean hover over jay white over jay white yeah oh where we oh here we go yeah yeah, that's what I thought. I don't like his face. Uh, he, lo- he looks like a jerk. Dude, well, there's a picture that New he's, Japan. He's arguably like the the top heel right now, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely, especially in, in what New he Japan. did to Jr. Oh yeah. I mean, now of course, yeah. Well, I think I think Jay White looks like Elvis Presley. There was a picture <laughs> that they that New Japan posted on Instagram, and it's like 
like lip curl uh. up. And then I remember I, I messaged um, Scott Duplishan and I, te- I I sent him the picture. And like look at Elvis Presley. He's like, looks more like Peyton Manning. Oh, like, no. Man, it's Jay White. Isn't that guy from New Zealand? So Scott yes, pretty much just said that Jay White looks like a doofus. <laughs> he oh. kind of does. But, oh. but also props to Jay White. He's the youngest guy in the G1 this year. He's 25 years old. God bless him. Yeah, younger than younger than me and Ryan. He's not. He's older than no, you. No, he's still. Bryce, way younger than me. I still can't believe me. how young Bryce is, man. Bryce, I'm really just a little baby. Young whippersnapper over there, knee high, to grasshopper. But uh, yeah, Jay White. Uh, but he wouldn't be the youngest to win it. I don't think. I think the youngest to win it was Okada. Okada won it when he was 24 Dude, years old. Dude, how mm. about Okada? Okay, I love the fact that Okada's coming back in this. But man, a couple days ago, it was not looking good for Okada. I mean, he he didn't win anything. And like Okada's going on, like I love how he was going on this downward spiral after he lost the belt. Shout out to Trent Reznor. Well, he's uh, he's only two. He's two and two right now. He lost to Fale. Uh, he beat to- Togi Maccabee and Hangman Page, which like yeah. Hangman Page is not even having a good. But he lost to Jay White and Bad Luck Fale. Hey, so he's, he's he's two he's, and two right now. He's coming back. He's got a family to feed. I <laughs> did you guys see that he he's recording a rap album? Who Okada? Okada. No. Oh wow, dude, yes. <laughs> uh, like I mean, who's producing his beats? I have no idea. A real one. The oh, real God. one, hopefully his, not. his producer well, in New York. The real one that does have some good beats. I mean, yeah, he dude, some decent beats. Okada at the G at the G One special came out with balloons. He's losing it. He's losing it. He's going out through a downward spiral because he lost the title. Now he's, hold up, are they losing the grip on his character here? Like, are they fixing to ruin this dude? I hope so. I, honestly, the, the, I, the guy that they put over for seven hundred what odd days. I never, I never was a huge. I'm still not a huge Okada fan. I don't like his gear. Uh, I mean, he, he's he's a decent wrestler. I mean, but the Rainmaker gimmick is just so basic. <clears throat> yeah. But that's something that's Japanese-like. Mm-hmm. Japanese like that stuff that's, like, like really American. Because uh, he's, he's the Rainmaker. He's making it rain. Japanese love that. Um, any chance, maybe Okada, I was going to get your predictions here, any chance he comes back to win a Block A for whatever reason? He's got two losses right now. He's got to pretty much win out. No, no, no. Who do you think is going to win no. uh, A and B? I don't know. You don't know who's who's in A and B. We just went over this. Okay, <laughs> Where okay, have in you block, been, Bryce? In, in Block A, you have Evil Tanahashi, uh, Jay White. You I got like Michael face. Michael Elgin, Togi Maccabee, Kazuchika Okada, Minoru Suzuki, Bad Luck Fale, Hangman Page, and Yoshihashi. Oh, Jay White. You think Jay White's gonna win that one? God bless Jay White. And then in Block B, you have Omega, Ibushi, Ishi, Naito, Sonata, Goto, well, you can Saber stop right Jr. There. It's gonna be Omega. I mean, come on. Well, I know, but just giving him some options just in well, case he's thinking outside the box. I mean, here. dude, I, I I do not want to see Okada and Omega again. I'm sorry. Look, hey, they had they had a great run. They had mm-hmm. a great run. It's done. It's done. They they can do it maybe a couple years down the road. But uh, no more for yeah. like the next few years. You know who would like to see that match? Every Bullet Club mark ever. Uncle Dave Meltzer. I mean, just give it six stars. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I sort of agree with Bryce. Lotion. You know, those were some of the greatest, <laughs> greatest. I mean, by star rating, if we're counting, I mean the one at Dominion was the greatest of all time. Yeah. So no, those matches were rating. fantastic. I mean, the matches were uh, yeah, nothing short of phenomenal. Uh, give it eight stars. Props to AJ Styles there. I'm give it nine um, stars. But you know, it's you know you, you know it, it's like, and you know what's crazy is it's crazy how, you know, how we're talking about how we don't want Okada and Omega because we've seen enough of it, and yet. You look across the pond, WWE, we're going to get Lesnar and Reigns probably. I would rather see Lesnar and Reigns again than see Okada and Omega. I just said that. 
I'm gonna give it nine stars. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, do <laughs> not adjust. Do don't 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 change the don't change anything. You just heard it. Bryce yeah. said he'd rather see Reigns and Lesnar. And you know what's crazy? I'm kidding. I wish you know WWE would be able to have because, like you said, you can have these New Japan fans have Okada and Omega wrestle all day long, never get tired of watching it. Whereas, mm-hmm. man, it's like Reigns and Lesnar. It's just stale. It's kind of sad, but it, actually, you know, it's very sad. But anyway, let's talk more about the G one here. Um, so, Omega. I don't think we're gonna get Omega and Okada for sure in the G one. I don't think Okada's gonna come back. Uh, Jay White and like I said, I just made kind of made a little bit of a a case for Tanahashi. I don't think Evil is gonna pull it out. It's gonna come down to Tanahashi and Jay White. The bad thing is, is Tanahashi's gonna have to get one more win than Jay White because Jay White beat him already. So. Uh, that'll be interesting there. I think Omega is going to win Block B. And like I said, I'm going to go with the bold prediction right now that Omega is going to win Block B. Um, I'll say, just for the hell of it, I'll say Tanahashi wins Block A. We're going to have Omega and Tanahashi in the G1 final. Uh, but I think Omega is going to win. I also think Omega will name his own opponent. He'll name Ibushi because I think Ibushi will beat Omega in the last night of the G1. Hmm. But by that time, he'll already have like a two-match lead, I guess, in the standings, which you would want to call her four-point advantage. Whereas he loses, the next guy can only get two, and yeah. you know, get and uh, won't won't surpass him. So, but yeah, the uh, G1 climax. Let's look ahead now. The schedule coming up on Thursday, Block B. They'll be their uh, fourth round of matches. Hiroki Goto taking on Toru Yano, uh, Tetsuya Naito taking on Tama Tonga, Tama Tama. I keep saying Tama. Huh? Yeah, Tama Tonga. Tama Tonga. Tomohiro Ishii. See, look, and he, he wanted me to, you know, thought I was going to be the the uh, translator or some, some for New Japan. Tomohiro Ishii versus Zack Sabre Jr. On Thursday, you got Juice Robinson, who hasn't gotten a point yet, taking on the leader of the, the Block B in a, with Kenny Omega. And then the, this one's going to be a big one right here. Sonata, Cody Ibushi will main event on Thursday night. Uh, let's look ahead real quick now to Friday night. The uh, next block... A matches. Michael Elgin taking on Minoru Suzuki. Uh, Evil taking on Hangman Page. Jay White taking on Bad Luck Fale, who does have a win over Okada. So watch out for Bad Luck Fale maybe uh, knocking off Jay White here on uh, Friday night. Yeah, in his so, face. Uh, Tanahashi will, take it on, will be taking on Togi Maccabee, and then Okada will be taking on Yoshihashi. I think that should be a win for Okada. I'm hoping. So uh, that's the next matches for Block A and Block B. Obviously, it's still going to go on. The finals on ooh, excuse me, August the 12th. So uh, mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing how this tournament plays out. Anything left to say about the uh, G1 Climax, guys? Mm. I can't think of anything. Well, let's move on now to uh, what's happening tonight yeah. here in America. Impact, uh, something we don't really ever talk about that much. As Ryan waves the white flag, I mean the the American flag, not the white flag. He's waving the American flag in front of the uh, YouTube stream here. Back in America, so we're, we're, we're streaming live on YouTube. Yes, we are streaming live on YouTube. See, wow, there we are, right there. We are there. everywhere, Bryce. What? Oh, we got uh, some people here. Anybody live? Oh, WrestleCast watch, is here. Uh, how to watch Slammiversary illegally? I have no <laughs> idea because I will. I wouldn't even watch it legally. But uh, and then WrestleCast uh, average marks not good enough. What is that? I don't know. Uh, uh, they were probably talking about um, us saying that we went down to them. Maybe. I don't know, uh, WrestleCast guys. Maybe you can. Uh, get a little clarification on what you meant by that. So, uh, but anyway, let's uh, go now. Talk about Slammiversary. Here's the match lineup for tonight. Let me start from the bottom here. 
Uh, it looks like a singles match. Tessa Blanchard taking on Allie. Good God, they're gorgeous. The uh, uh, LAX with Conan taking on the OGs with King. I guess that's going to be the uh, Impact Tag Team titles right there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say what belt's on the line. What belt is this right X here? Division X Division Championship. X Division Championship. How is Brian Cage X Division? I, I honestly don't know. I don't know why, but hey, look, it's it's interesting. What uh, so anyone that doesn't know, Matt so Seidel used my, to be my, Evan my, Bourne. Matt Seidel, yeah, Matt Seidel. He he was Evan Bourne in uh, WWE. Oh, okay. So Matt Seidel, aka Evan Bourne, taking on Brian Cage for the X Division. It should be a great championship. Match, uh, House of Heart, House of Hardcore match. Yes, uh, Eddie Edwards taking on uh, maybe the king of hardcore in Tommy the innovator Dreamer. of violence. And Eddie Edwards said on Twitter. Uh, impact management giving Tommy Dreamer too much respect. He can't teach me S. Ooh, all right, all right. Like it. Uh, we also have Pentagon Jr. taking on Sammy Callahan in a mask versus hair match. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have a fatal four-way match. Is there a stipulation to this match here? Negative. But it's the, it's Phoenix, got- Bone Soldier, Ishimori, Johnny Impact, and it was supposed to be Rich Swan. Oh, but now it is doom, 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 the Canadian Destroyer. Petey Williams. Yeah, Petey Williams yeah, yeah, will yeah. fill in for Rich Swan in this fatal four-way now, match. Let, now, let me ask you this. Obviously, they're free to get bookings wherever they want, um, seeing that Impact is considered an independent promotion. Uh, you just screwed up one of the big four-way matches with a huge name. Do you think they're pissed off at Major League Wrestling, or do you think they're pissed off at Rich Swan more? What's up with Major League Wrestling? What do they do wrong? That's where he was wrestling. Oh, that. Oh, wait. Okay, so Rich Swan is booked tonight somewhere. No, Rich Swan last Thursday, okay, um, got a concussion at Major League Wrestling. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Is okay. that why he's not wrestling yes. tonight? Oh, he's okay. in concussion wow. protocol. Wow. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Oh. So, so who do you think they're they're more mad at? I mean. I don't think they, happens, I don't think they're mad. They they understand. Look, Petey Williams is gonna oh, hit a gonna hit a Canadian destroyer on everybody. Yes. It's Canadian destroyer, Canadian destroyer. Also okay. tonight, the uh, knockouts championship. Uh, Sue Young will defend Ugh. the knockouts championship against Madison Rain. Oh, I'm talking what, about what was that right there? I'm not a, I'm not a Sue Young fan. I'm yeah. sorry. the dude. Okay, is so, this the girl from Rush Hour? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> see Ryan. Ryan, you ever watched Rush Hour before? Oh, Sue Young, dude. the little girl. Ah. <laughs> okay. I have been wanting to make. I've been. I've been waiting to make that joke. Yeah. Well, well Ryan well, caught it off the top of Chelsea his head. Chelsea Clinton. Mel, you think you kidnapped Chelsea Clinton? <laughs> uh, and then also the main event for the world title is set. Austin Aries will defend against Moose. 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 So that's going down. That's a pretty stacked card there yeah, for, uh, for really tonight. Card. It's gonna be a really fun uh, night for all you Impact fans. I won't be watching. So, uh, are you gonna, um, Bryce, are you going to be watching? Or? Uh, I might. You might be. So to the person who asked where they can download it illegally, uh, we have no idea. Hey, but you can you can buy it on Fight. Yes, they just... Fight, uh, T- Fight app, Fight TV app. Yeah, Fight TV. They just uh, got in bed with them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a fun time. Uh, so that's what's uh, going on tonight. You got any? Uh, you want to do some predictions for each match? Yeah. Uh, scroll. Go, go back to the uh, Impact Wrestling. Page. Oh, sweet. So okay, yeah. you get your first match here. Uh, hey, Tessa, Tessa Blanchard and Allie. No, you don't. Uh, don't mess with Tess. I'm taking Tess Blanchard. Yeah, she's a beast. I'm not a fan of Allie. I'm not a fan of Allie. Not a fan. She, of Allie. She a while back. She. Uh, I don't know if it was at the last pay per view event. She came out and I guess one of her like friends. Our characters was like dead or something, and she kind of paid tribute to somebody. She had, she was a really cool entrance. She had like this mask 
on i don't know if you'd seen it no. this happened maybe a month or two ago it was pretty cool i'd go watch it It was a really cool entrance oh, did you uh microphone just went all berserk on me you gotta, be, you gotta be careful with that one. That one's a little tricky. Cruz always. We, we uh, got we got levels on Bryce. Did we yeah, just lose them? Check Bryce. So, or something? Let's, let's check those levels. Oh, I, okay. How you doing? Okay. So let's go to the next match now. You have the uh, Impact, the World Tag Team Titles will be on the line. You got LAX and the OGs. Who you got? Dude, the original LAX man. Mm-hmm. Hernandez and ha- Hernandez and Homicide. I'm not a fan of you, Hernandez, but mm-hmm. Homicide, of course. Uh, Shout out! Shout out to my boy, Super Tech's Brent McKenzie. Yes, we we we're not we're not fans of Hernandez anymore. But, but what, uh, wouldn't that be great if there was a run out by Super Tech's? Dude, what if DTF down the fight for Metroplex yeah. in Texas? DTF, baby, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Do you even know who DTF is? <laughs> yeah, down the fight. That's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah! Super <laughs> Tech's comes out and punches Hernandez in the mouth. But hey, yeah. dude, I grew up watching the original LAX. Uh, I I actually have a prediction that Conan. Uh, joins with Hernandez and Homicide, and the original LAX is back together. And they beat up King? Beat up King. Beat up everybody. Gotcha. Destroy them all. Next match, Destroy Matt Seidel and Brian Cage. Who's going to win the uh, X Division title tonight? Uh, let me take Seidel to retain. Hmm. And your next match is a House of Hardcore match, Eddie Edwards versus Tommy Dreamer. Ooh, I love uh, the House of Hardcore match that Tommy Dreamer did with my good friend Jake Manning, the Man Scout, uh, up at Pro Wrestling Revolver up in uh, Iowa. Uh, not Iowa, Iowa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, hmm. Eddie Edwards, I don't know, man. Something's going on with Eddie Edwards' brain. Uh, let me take Eddie, Eddie Edwards. Eddie take Edwards. Eddie Edwards. Wild. He's going to lose his mind. His wife's going to cry. The mask versus hair match. Pentagon Jr. versus Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan's getting his freaking head shaved. There's no way they're going to take the mask off. Or Sammy will win, and he'll start cutting the mask off of Pentagon, and revealing you know just the, the painted face because he paints his face and he puts yeah. the mask. So maybe, maybe he'll do that. Um, good buddy, Lucha Locura. He paints his face and he puts the mask on. The Fatal 4-Way, you have Petey Williams, Johnny Impact, uh, Ishimori, and Phoenix. Who's going to win that one? Um, hmm. Let me let me take Phoenix. You'll take Phoenix in that one. Yeah, I'll take Phoenix. The Knockouts Championship, Sue Young and Madison Rain. I think I know Su- where you're going. I think Sue Young will retain. I'm not a Sue Young fan. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Uh... Okay, not many people would get this, but a lot of OG, uh, a lot of OG TNA fans. Um, friend of mine, well, of course, uh, a lot of people know who he is. Ricky Banderas, also known as El Macias, Judas Macias. He wrestled a few matches with TNA, huge star in Mexico. His music that he used in TNA is being reused by Sue Young, and it's, it's friggin' weird. And that's why you don't like her. Nope, don't like her. And I, I think <laughs> I think she's it's just too theatrical. Everything yeah. she does, it's like she has the bridesmaids. I don't know. It's just, it's just it's it, it's something out of a movie. I don't. Know. It's just way too much. It's way too much. If we're going on a who's hotter competition, first of all, the other match I would have picked Allie. Second, uh, this match I'd go with Madison Rain. It's hard to Madison tell. Rain, freaking TNA legend. Yeah, and she comes back and then she gets a title shot. I mean, come on. And then you have your main event: Austin Aries versus Moose. Who you got in that one? Um, I don't know why Moose is in this. I don't know why Moose is in this because um, he is the self. Should he be fighting? He is the self-proclaimed Mister Impact. Who sh- who should he- who should Austin be fighting? In your opinion, 
<laughs> this is hard. Uh, <laughs> God. Um, you were booking it. I was booking it. My God. Uh, Brian Cage. Brian Cage? Brian Cage. I mean, but I love they're giving him, they're giving him a slow build up to, you know, having that world title. I figured whenever they brought Brian Cage into Impact, they would put the title on him immediately. But mm-hmm. no, they, I mean, they're putting him in the X Division Championship match. That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, uh, I'll, take, I'll take Austin Aries to retain. Well, that's a slam anniversary. Looks like. Let's see. Do you think 16. there will be interference from D'Angelo Williams? Ooh, that's right. He's coming back. Yeah, he already came back. Uh, um, Austin Aries kicked him in the baby maker. Well, earlier this week, you were able to uh, get in some of these press conferences, get yep. some questions in. We actually have the audio to some of these guys. First up, let's go ahead and uh, we'll uh, you ask a question to Sammy Callahan. Yep. Sammy, we're going to go to a question from the Average Marks podcast. They asked, uh, you were trained by NWA and Smoky Mountain uh, Hall of Famer Les Thatcher. What was the most important thing that Les taught you about the business that you still practice today? He told me to quit being a fat piece of shit. Maybe I'd amount to something to wrestling. Me and that old man have a lot of issues. The one thing that he put in my mind is the killer instinct to not let people push you around because I will be damned if another old man or old-timer pushes me around the way that Les did. I wish I could see Les Thatcher around today's day and age because I'd knock him upside the head with his baseball bat and knock a little sense into him. Right, so no love for his former trainer right there, saying that he would hit him with a bat if he saw him. He's an old man. Mm-hmm. Sammy Callahan has no respect. And, and then, that's what the business is built on. Yeah. And then uh, the next day you talked to – you had a question for Johnny Impact. Yeah, that's right. Johnny Impact coming off of a uh, hiatus of sorts for a few months. Of course, he just got married to Taya Valkyrie. Uh, He was on Survivor and uh, just doing some other things, taking it easy, but he's back. And here's what he had to say. Hi, Johnny. Thank you for your time. This is Ryan Keith from the Average Marks Podcast, powered by the Roar Network. You've said your best match is always your next match. Uh, How have you been preparing for the four-way? And how do you uh, plan on neutralizing a former X-Division champion two hungry wrestlers that are looking to put Johnny Impact as a notch on their belt all at the same time. In this one, I think uh, the best strategy is to fight fire with fire. Um, I'm hungry. I'm a current champion. I'm former champion of a lot of different places. I don't know if there's anywhere in the world that those guys have been that I haven't been first. And right now, I'm fresher than ever. I'm hungrier than ever. And Planning on just uh, hitting that match like a bag of quarters in the strip club. You know what I mean? Going in there, um, hitting hard, hitting fast, and um, and seeing what happens. Ryan Keith from the Average Marks podcast, powered by the Roar Network. Hey, uh, Johnny, you've uh, talked about elevating your training, preparing for this four-way. What role has your wife had in uh, elevating your training? Um, we're uh, actually like we're we're. We're at the gym together right now, except she's in there doing her cardio, and I'm in the parking lot <laughs> on the conference call. But um, it's uh, it's really nice to like. Uh, I mean, I guess it goes without saying that um, Taya is my favorite human, <laughs> and uh, it uh, is amazing that uh, 
we can wake up and we're both on the same page about, hey, what do you want to do? Um, why don't we get in our macros and then go hit the gym? And then after that, maybe we can train later. Maybe we can clinic in the ring or maybe we can go to gymnastics or maybe let's take the day off and um, go check out a movie or go hit a place down on Sunset. But um, because we're both on the same page about training and um, the business of professional wrestling, the, our priority right now, it uh, really helps me train that much harder because it's not like I have to go off on my own and, and come back and be worried about her wanting to do uh, something completely different. We're, uh, we're in this pro wrestling game together. And what was really cool about uh, uh, the Johnny Impact thing is that the Roar Network was really representing. Not only was uh, Ryan K. Bowman on there from the Gorilla Position ourselves, but also the J&K podcast from the Roar Network as well. Great mm-hmm. stuff that they're doing over in Canada, eh? So go check them out, J&K Podcast. And then you also got to talk to the Impact World Champ. Austin Aries. Yes, that was really cool. And he was he was a really cool guy. Um, so here's the questions as well. And again, the Roar Network really represented on this. We're going to hear from Ryan K. Bowman, from Car Kefeffel, and also from us as well. Hey, Champ. Ryan Bowman from thegrillaposition.com. Um, in the past, Hello, when you've done press con- you've uh, you've talked about a, a variety of important topics outside of wrestling, like nutrition and consumerism. Um, you're obviously very passionate and well-rounded in your arguments. After wrestling is over, have you ever considered pursuing a career in politics? Uh, not politics, because to me, politics is, um, uh, I, think, I think that you can make impact in other places. Um, to me, at a certain point, uh, politics becomes like the Truman Show, right? Like you're not in on it, everyone else is, and uh, it's, set up, it's set up for perpetual failure, uh, but, but to continually reward the, the people that are pulling the strings and, and lying in their pockets. Uh, you know, you, you can do things, um, you can do things at other levels, advocacy, um, you know, set up nonprofits, which is something that, you know, um, I'm looking into here with, with, a, with a friend of mine who's, who's been doing that, helping people, uh, you know, helping homeless and veterans and things of that sort. Obviously me going out there and, and, and saying, doing my piece of speaking and talking about plant-based diet and the importance of reducing the, you know, the, the meat and dairy industry, which people don't realize how destructive it is, not just to us as humans for consuming, but to the environment as a whole. Um, and that's not even going into the, the consciousness of that we're okay with slaughtering billions of animals every year and turn the blind eye to it for a cheeseburger. Um, I think there's ways you can get that message out there. I don't know that politics is the best vehicle because then you have to swim with the sharks. And, uh, you know, I think I, I can be more effective uh, not swimming with the sharks because I don't want to have to resort to, to the same tactics that they do to get ahead. And that's my career's followed that arc, and I think that my post-wrestling career would probably follow that same Mindset. Hey, Austin, this is Carl with the JNK podcast powered by the Roar Network on up in Canada here. Um, question okay. we have for you. Pardon me? Okay. Up in Canada, eh? Okay. That's good, eh? Thanks for joining me, eh? Yeah, eh? No problem, eh? By the time you leave Toronto with your belt, you're going to be saying, eh, hey, just like everybody else. Yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's a good possibility. So everything that you do, you exude confidence, whether it's in the ring, whether it's in interviews, whether it's even on a media press conference like this. Myself, before I got out of active competition, I used to have myself some superstitions. I would always listen to Corn, the band Corn, as well as I would always wear the same pair of socks. 
do you have any superstitions of your own, or do you know of any oddball ones from other workers? Hmm. Well, I'm, I appreciate that you clarified that you listened to the band corn uh, as opposed to just kind of like sitting there listening to, you know, an ear of corn or a bowl of, of corn kernels, you know. Um, as far as uh, superstitions go, I, I mean, I don't know that I have superstitions, but I think like for me, the sunglasses thing, like I always kind of have, a, I always have a pair of sunglasses with me uh, because I never know when I, I have to be in costume, you know, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I wear my sunglasses a lot. Maybe that's a superstition, but no, I don't, I don't really have too many. Um, you know, when I was younger, I used to not, not to like step, to not step on cracks, you know, uh, but, but, uh, and as far as other superstitions, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, there was a guy up that I trained with early in, in Minnesota and, and uh, he just retired a, a year or so ago. Great, good, good fellow named uh, the Playboy Pete Huge. And Pete Huge wore the same, very same pair of boxer shorts from his first match. Uh, and he wore them every match. And it was probably, I want to say, man, 12, 15 years. And so they're literally just a waistband with some tattered, you know, remains of what used to be boxer shorts. Um, but he wore them every match, and even, even to the point to where they were really no longer useful. So, so that's, that's one that uh, I do recall. Awesome. Thank you. And his, and, his, and his finished move was the G spot, which was like the X factor, but it was the G spot. It was great. He hit you with the G spot. Playboy Pete Hughes, give you a shout out up in Minnesota. G spot. Boot to the stomach, DDT. Hi, champ. Thank you for your time. This is Brian Keith from the Average Marks Podcast, powered by the War Network. Uh, I would like to know um, what does your diet look like heading into a championship bout? What are you eating more of? What are you eating less of? Oh, man. Um, so it's, it's awesome because I've, I've had like, I don't always have a full week, you know, at, at home. And so I've had a full week at home leading up to this. So I've been able to be a little more on point. Um, you know, I do have a, I do have like a sponsorship deal with uh, Trifecta Foods. Um, and, and they send me great uh, vegan meals every week that if, if, you know, especially from a time standpoint, if I don't have time to cook, um, there's, you know, good things. Again, beans and rice, lentils, quinoa, lots of fruits and vegetables, lots of nuts, um, you know, and then just drinking plenty of fluids, I think, you know, especially being out here in the heat. I eat a lot of watermelon, drinking a lot of watermelon juice, and then just, you know, the good old H2O. Um, and we usually have our grill fired up. So we usually throw in, you know, just kind of grilling, grilling stuff throughout the day. And, and uh, you know, I like to work out. Actually, you get some pool workouts and do some workout outside. And, um, yeah, it's just about, you know, again, consistency and then just, you know, really try to stay away from the really bad stuff and just try to just kind of put the good stuff in your body. Thanks, Chip. You got it. Hey, Ryan Bowman from thegorillaposition.com. Austin, over the course of your career, would you say your current run right now as the belt collector has been you at your very best, and how do you think this stretch of your career will be viewed in terms of historical perspective? And thanks for your time today. You got it. Um, I mean, I, listen, it, when people start talking about the best, or I mean, that's everyone has a different opinion or a different taste. I'll say this. Um, I feel like right now I'm having the most fun of my career. I feel like um, I'm having the most impact on the things that are important to me uh, in, in the most areas, uh, in, in a number of areas of my career. Um, and I feel like from a performance standpoint, um, I'm obviously I'm as experienced as I've ever been, right? I mean, that's uh, obviously. 
Um, so I feel like I'm, 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 I'm performing at a high level right now. And obviously I'm not my physical peak. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I haven't lost too many steps. I'm still, you know, I'm, I still feel like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good in the ring. I'm moving good in the ring. Uh, but I think mentally right now, um, there was a period there where you think you forgot everything or everything you thought you knew, uh, you question. And then, and then when you, and when you dial it back in and, and you start and you start feeling it again, you start seeing it again. Um, right now I feel it's, a, it's, a, it's at a high level and maybe at the highest level of my career. And really now I'm starting to look at, well, man, how much longer can I sustain this? Because, you know, at a certain point I had a certain number in my head as far as how many more years I could do this. And now that number, I mean, who knows? Could I, could I do this for another decade? Could this be the start of, of, of an even greater stretch of success um, that I've even had for the first 18 years? I'm excited to see that possibility play out. Well, there you have it. Uh, Austin Aries there, the mm-hmm. champ, defending against Moose tonight, so the main what event. Do, and then, uh, last but not least, the guy who's going to be in the House of Hardcore match tonight as well with uh, Sammy Callahan. No, Eddie Edwards, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy Dreamer, the one will be in the House of Hardcore match. You talked to him yes. as well. Now, this was your favorite. Yes. I know you were really excited to talk to Tommy Dreamer. So, take us there. Yeah, I was marking out like a little squirrel gore. I had the pulled up white socks on with the skirt and everything. <laughs> Bow in the hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that image in my head now. All right, keep going, keep going. So yeah, so yeah. Um, so we talked to Tommy, but before that, we talked to Josh Matthews uh, about the upcoming Slammiversary event. So here's some audio from that press conference as well. Hi, Josh. Thank you for your time. Ryan Keith with the Average Marks Podcast, powered by the Roar Network. Uh, it's a really solid card for Slammiversary. Besides the championship match, uh, what match do you see still on the show for the night on Sunday? I've got to go with the match that I have uh, been proclaiming will steal the show for quite some time, and that's the international four-way that's set to take place. I mean, you've got four incredible athletes uh, in that match for Sunday. You've got the return of Johnny Impact, uh, Taji Ishimori, the Bone Soldier, Rich Swan, and Phoenix. So those four together uh, have an opportunity Sunday to absolutely electrify and steal the show, and only one man can win. I just think that match is is must-see, can't-miss. Um, you know, th- those are the kind of wrestling matches that, that, that made me a wrestling fan as a kid, that these guys can, will do incredible things, um, and I'm just looking forward to seeing what they bring to the table on Sunday. That, that's a match that you just want to sit back and watch, and then, of course, you have the emotional matches taking place, the matches like Mask versus Hair and matches like Tommy versus Eddie. So I think the build to all of these matches have been incredible um, from just a performance standpoint. I'm really looking forward to the full way, though. Agreed. Thank you. Hi, Tommy. Thank you for your time. Ryan Keith of the Average Marks podcast, powered by the Roar Network. Uh, being the innovator of violence and being in so many hardcore matches, um, I know you have to have a favorite weapon. What's your favorite weapon to use in a hardcore match and why? And what's the psychology behind why? Is it the pop of the crowd, the sound it makes on your opponent, stuff like that? Excellent question. I would like to say the Singapore cane, but for some reason, I'm the one who always brings it to the ring, but yet it always gets used on me, so I'm a bit of an idiot. Um, Honestly, old school will never die. I have seen a lot of matches. I've seen a lot of hardcore matches. Even when I was in WWE, we were in a Singapore cane match, and they were like, well, right from the beginning, just grab the canes and hit each other. 
And I was like, really? And where do we go from there? It's building to whatever has given is given to you. Once you fight outside to the floor, the match is now escalated. Uh, and, and if you think about it, there's the ring apron, there's the steps, there's the guardrails, then it's the floor. Then if you reach under the ring, whatever is under there. And if it's, you know, from a cookie sheet, which also surprisingly is the greatest noise. And for a lot of people who think it doesn't hurt, I have busted more people's heads open or given or have lumps on my head from cookie sheets than, uh, anything else. Then to a garbage can, then to a chair, then a cane, uh, barbed wire, thumbtacks. You just got to keep on building to it because it's, like I said, if you start from the beginning with just killing each other, where are you going to top it? So uh, to me, old school psychology uh, is always best. To answer your question, the Singapore cane hurts like a MFR and a cookie sheet. As hard as I swing, it sounds like sometimes a cannon going off. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the tweet. I saw your tweet. Hey, Ryan Bowman from thegorillaposition.com. You just talked about when you got started in the days of the magazines and newsletters. <clears throat> ECW was kind of built up through that as a grassroots movement and word of mouth. And you were discussing Twitch and, and the other platforms you're using with House of Hardcore. In hindsight, how big of a fire would ECW have set to the wrestling industry if it had existed in the era of social media? Honestly, I think we'd be out of business. And here's why. Everything we did in ECW, most of it was illegal. <laughs> um, music, which was such a huge part of ECW, uh, we wouldn't be able to use. And if you want to talk about conflicts and dramas... I mean, we would have riots all the time. Now think of the era of the cell phone camera. Think of the era of the cell phone camera when we would, after shows, party with fans um, or have fights in bars or even think about if all the stuff went down with, you know, the owner not paying people or even uh, writing bad checks. That's illegal. And I said it on the WWE Network. A lot of people want to bitch and moan about Paul Heyman, but most of them chose to stay. And a lot of others never had anywhere else to go. But if you to answer your question, I don't think it would exist whatsoever. You could not today pick up a wrestler, a bloody wrestler, and throw him into the crowd and expect people to body surf him everywhere. You would be sued up the yin-yang uh, for that. And I mean, you know, when I get back to the music, I know for a long time and when uh, WWE put out all the, you know, some of the ECW stuff, they were like, oh, they left out New Jack. And there were certain websites, you know, saying they left out New Jack. Uh, how could they do that? Oh, because he had criminal records or all this stuff. It was just because all of his music had in the all of his matches had illegal music going on through the entire time. So. To answer your question, I think we wouldn't have made it as long as we did. Balls Mahoney getting on an airplane in his underwear and then his forehead starts bleeding with no shirt on. You couldn't even do that now. 9-11, you got to wear a shirt. Hey, Tommy, this is Carl Carafel with the J&K Podcast, a collar and elbow brand sponsored podcast, and on the Roar Network as well. Now, I asked this question of Austin Aries yesterday, and I want to ask it of you as well. 
Before I retired from active competition, I had a superstition where I had to wear the exact same pair of socks in every single match. Now, not really hardcore, but do you have any superstitions? Or if you don't, what's one of the most outrageous ones that you know from another worker? I have a boatload of superstitions. Back in the day, why I would only change my ECW shirt if I got hurt in a match, then I wouldn't wear that shirt. And I'm not saying same exact shirt. I'm saying logo shirt. Um, I, back in the day, used to have the same underwear I would wear on a Friday show until this, and then the next day I'd wear my Saturday underwear. Uh, they were a teal thong that, so a lot of those crazy hardcore matches, the innovator rounds was wearing a teal thong that basically fell off my body one day because I wore it so much. I wear the same socks all the time until they dissipate, but they have to be extra thick socks with a red trim. And for a lot of wrestlers in every wrestling company that I work for, no, my, I have old school re, uh, knee wraps that have not been washed since 1995. And my knee braces have not been washed since 1996. And I also have the same way I get dressed. And if I've been to a building before, I have to sit in that exact same position uh, in the locker room because that's why my longevity uh, continues. And I'm crazy. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I guess the only follow-up question off that was, does anybody even want to sit next to you in the locker room? You shut up. I will Mr. Socko your face when I see you with my knee wrap. Hey, Tommy. Ryan Bowman from thegrillaposition.com again. Um, you talked about a lot of the changes that have happened, not only in Impact, but in wrestling in general. Heading into Slammiversary this weekend, looking back over your career, What's the one thing that's changed that you're the happiest about? And what's the one thing that's changed that upsets you the most? And thanks for your time today. The change that I'm happiest about, uh, like I said, the, the, the betterment for the professional wrestler. Uh, I feel that's very, very key. I know I have my own goals with my own company. Um, but the fact that, like I, you know, also that all these companies are working together uh, if you don't work together, you will not survive in today's climate. WWE leads the way. Cool. They have their own vision. Impact Wrestling has their own vision. They have their own fans. They have their own different management style. So does House of Hardcore. All these people are working together. Why? For the betterment of professional wrestling. So how could you not get behind these guys? Um, something that's worse? Uh is the BS and the politics. I know that's my company's mantra. And I know because I'm talked to him, you know, Scott Demore, Don Callis, hell, Don Callis works for new Japan pro wrestling. Um, they are trying to get rid and they're doing a great job of all the negative, uh, funk that has been through the years of impact wrestling and trying to get away with the BS of it. And, and a lot of people want to deal with, uh, the behind the scenes crap and, and, you know, the internet wants to jump on that as opposed to, you know what, they're putting on a really good product today. 
Uh, I know this because I'm from, they let Bobby Lashley out of his contract. And look what Bobby Lashley is doing in WWE. And you know what? Great for Bobby Lashley, but also great for Impact because then it opens up a spot for someone like a Pentagon uh, to come in back or, you know, debut in uh, Impact Wrestling. Or it opened up a spot for Tessa Blanchard. She turned down a spot to go to WWE to work in Impact Wrestling. So stuff like that is what I love about wrestling and the BS and the politics or what I do not love about wrestling because there is a bunch of men and women in WWE that are being wasted and they can make a huge difference in impact wrestling in house of hardcore and throughout the wrestling industry. And I wish they were able to just go out there. You know what? We're not doing anything with you go over there. Cause that's what happened in wrestling in the eighties. You would wrestle for a long time. And then when they had nothing for you, uh, go, go somewhere else and come back in six months to a year. And then boom, look at Drew McIntyre. Look what greatness he's doing. So I love stuff like that, but I hate the politics. Yeah, so it was really, like every day there was a press conference leading up to Slammiversary. So, mm-hmm. man, it was really, really cool to be involved in that. Thanks to Ryan K. Bowman from thegorillaposition.com for hooking us up with some entrance there. And uh, also representing the Roar Network was really, really cool. Awesome. Hey. And then, of course, you have one more. Go ahead. Talk go to ahead. Uh, Tommy Dreamer. That was a Tommy Dreamer. Oh, that was with Josh Matt. Okay, so you Yes. Talk- okay. Uh, yeah, we spliced it all together. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> My bad. Hey, you were talking about Tommy Dreamer. Me, me and him talk uh, every year on our birthday. Really? We we share the same birthday. So every year, uh, we, we always make sure to wish each other a happy birthday. Nice. That's, that's pretty cute. That's the truth. That's the truth. Nice. Very nice. Oh, Great Tommy. guy. Great guy. Uh, Nigel Rabbit shot on Tommy Dreamer. Doesn't like Tommy Dreamer. Says years ago. At a hotel, Tommy Dreamer said, like, they were walking by, and Tommy's like, hey, guys, no autographs, guys. And they weren't even asking for an autograph. They were like, hey, look, it's Tommy Dreamer. Oh, God. Shot on him. <laughs> Man, I haven't, seen, I haven't even seen my boy Nigel Rabbit. Teddy. It's been a while. Why don't you book him? Oh, I'm sorry, James Beard. Why don't you book him? Yeah. Get him back in town. All right. Well, that Slammiversary is going to be tonight. Uh, not sure how you can get it illegally. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure how you can get it legally. What but. you can do is you can go to Fight TV and purchase the pay-per-view. There you go. So do that. All right, so let's move now on to uh, what's going to be happening tomorrow night on Raw. Apparently a huge announcement yeah. that will be made by Stephanie McMahon. Uh, she's going to return live to Raw tomorrow night and make an announcement. Uh, there was this post on Reddit, and I think this guy, I don't know who he is, but this is what he put on Reddit, so this is where we're going to go with. This guy. He said, since people keep posting my tweets out of context and then Threads get it deleted. Let's try this one more time and see how long before a random rule is pulled out to justify deleting it. For those unaware, I have been involved in belts 20 plus years. I've bought, sold, traded, ring, used belts, and. <coughs> <laughs> you all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I occasionally make belts. I do not make belts nor work for WWE. I have numerous sources within and outside the company. I have given inside information on belts for nearly every company since joining this subreddit that being said as i posted here four months ago the wwe women's tag team championship belts are done and will be a part of the announcement stephanie mcmahon is giving on raw the women's belts are very similar to the men's tag belts but with white leather the wwe logo much larger and prominent in the design also the male gladiator helmets are more feminine 
There is a fan creation from WWE 2K18 video game that was made in March that was very close to how they look. I posted this picture on Twitter yesterday with the above information to give a quick visual representation. Numerous people do not read and simply posted pictures as this is the belt according to Dan, which is totally false. My sources say the belts will be defended between brands. One source says just Raw and SmackDown. Another source says there will be some occasional NXT involvement. The other part of the announcement is supposedly the all-women's pay-per-view. Mike Johnson of PW Insider posted this yesterday saying a hypothetical date would be September 30th, Nassau Coliseum. My source said it's not set in stone. They really want in... They really wanted in October to tie in to the Breast Cancer Awareness Month aspect of marketing. They also said the also said NYC. So I guess because they have boobies. <laughs> WWE considers Nassau Coliseum NYC. Uh, so everything Mike said could be true. They could use the September 30th date as a kickoff event. So that's all I know about that. In other belt news, NXT UK women's and tag belts are supposedly near completion or done. The NXT UK tapings are coming up, so maybe they will be unveiled then. 205 Live Cruiserweight tags are done. No idea if and when they will debut at this point. There are numerous belts WWE has had made that for some reason they decide to not use. This may or may not join that list. So this is what this guy posts on Reddit. Mm -hmm. So pretty much what we're I'm getting out of this, we're going to get an all-women's pay-per-view at some point by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. We're also going to get women's tag team championship belts. And from what it sounds like, there's only going to be one women's tag team championship belts. And if that's the case, do you put it on Raw? Do you put it on SmackDown? Or like he said, maybe it'll be co-branded. Maybe they'll defend it, you know, You'll go on both shows. I don't know. So it's going to be an interesting announcement uh, tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to kick off Raw. I'm not sure. Or if it's going to happen later on in the show. Who knows? Um, I do know one thing. Ronda Rousey won't be there for that announcement because she's still suspended. Because she has to serve the rest of her suspension to get her title match at SummerSlam against Alexa Bliss, which I'm looking forward to that. But, um, yeah, so... This all-women's pay-per-view and the women's tag team title belts, I mean, uh, we'll go to you, uh, Mikey O. What, what do you, what's your take on the women's tag team title belts, the possibility of it in an all-women's pay-per-view? Yeah, no, I love it. I love the level of competition that is in the women's division. Um, I think they're all solid, and it's always entertaining. So I think tags is a great addition. I'm really hyped up for this. And, um, I mean, who knows? This guy's got the inside track, but uh, uh, PW Insider, The Observer, they've all been saying it for a while. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I hope Monday that is the announcement. Bryce, what's your take on it? Uh, Well, hmm. I have been speculating that it's going to be uh, the Women's Tag Team Championships. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. um, then again, who knows? Maybe they'll do the Women's Tag Team Championships and also do an all-women's pay-per-view. Uh, maybe, um, maybe do, like, the Women's Tag Team Championships – uh, maybe do one defendant dual brand, um, like I don't know. You're just thinking like like a pair of tag team titles. Yeah, you know what I mean. White. Oh yeah. White white tag team championships. Yeah, that's what they look like. I have a feeling the belt's gonna look really cool though. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, they'll they'll crown the first champions at uh, SummerSlam. Now, it's perfect time. What if I don't think this is going to happen? What if at some point it's may this may even happen sometime in the future, but. They decide, because now the, the cruiserweights are exclusive to 205 Live, what if they decide to take the women and make their own weekly women's show? Hmm. More, material for, more material for the network. Yes, uh, I think that would be great material for the network. Great stuff. Especially if 
you give all the women and you give Triple H the reins over them? Oh, so, man, that would be great. So would this be just their show, or would this be their segments edited together from SmackDown and Raw? No, I think this would be their own show, or, or they may have um, maybe like after SmackDown, where like you know how they do 205 Live after SmackDown? Maybe somewhere during the week they'll tape the women's show. and I, That's the thing. I don't know, though. Would they still wrestle on Raw or SmackDown in your idea? Mm, that, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Because I feel like if they take away the women from Raw and SmackDown – you can add more of the men that you rarely use that you should be using on Raw or, or a SmackDown, like a SmackDown show that's only two hours long. You know, you could take a, women, a woman's segment out or two, and then, you know, they have their own show, and you can use more because the, the talent on SmackDown is unbelievable. Like, there's so many people that they're not using mm-hmm. on SmackDown because they're only two hours that you take the women out of the picture, give them their own thing, you have more of these guys, you know, kind of, lower on the totem pole in WWE that you can feature on a SmackDown and on a Raw, which is already three hours long. Now, would the women's show be network exclusive, or would it go on Fox? I think they could do... It'd be similar to NXT. I think it would be like exclusive exclusive to the network, but I think whenever they have the new TV deal... (laughs) The NXT will still be exclusive to the network, but they'll do like a replay on like an FS1 or somewhere somewhere on cable. They'll have like a replay of it. We are Fox Sports. There you go. So uh, that's what that's, I mean, that's the announcement we believe could happen as far as the the women's tag team title belts uh, and maybe the all-women's pay-per-view. So we'll find Mm -hmm. out tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw. But speaking of women, the Mae Young Classic is coming up August 8th and the 9th. Looking forward to that. The first one was a huge hit. So far, these are the participants. And, man, I'm going to slaughter some of these names. You you got this, dog. Deanna Perrazzo. Did I say it? Yeah. Uh, Yo... Yo... Shirai? Shirai? Hiro Shirai. Hiro Shirai from Japan. Uh, Jesse Elabon from the United States. Uh, Jenny, with a J, from England. <laughs> you have Casey Catanzaro. Kat- Catanzaro? Am, am I butchering this or what? <laughs> Man, you're great. I'm greater. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be messing with me over there, Bryce. I wish I, wish I could read these names. I, I can't even read these names from over here. They're, they're you need, so you need glasses, Bryce? I think so, man. I was destined with perfect he- with perfect vision. Now I can't even read. Dad, Let's see if comments. I can just... Hold on. We're we going to try something here real quick. There we go. Now can hey. you oh, there Now you can go. you read it? Yes. All right. So, so as we mentioned, Diana uh, Perrazzo, Io Shari. Now it's yeah. not showing the pictures of them. Io Shari. Io Shirai, Jesse Alaban from America, Jenny from England, Casey Cadenzero from the United States, Caitlin from the United States, former uh, big time yeah, WWE wrestler. Yeah, aka Celeste Bonin. How you doing? Uh, <laughs> Kavita Devi from yeah, India, yeah, yeah, sure. Killer Kelly from Portugal, Mercedes Martinez from the United States. That does not sound like she's from the United States. Mia Yim. Oh, what, yeah. what does that mean? Martinez. That sounds like a Mexican name. Mercedes oh, okay. Martinez. Yeah, she's great. Uh, Mia Yim from Mia South Yim. Korea. Yes, she's the best. Nicole Matthews from Canada. Rihanna Gonzalez from the United States. Uh, Rhea Ripley, I've heard that did name Did she before. sound like she was from the United States, Patrick? No, she did not. That <laughs> did not sound like it was from the United States either. Uh, Rhea Ripley from Australia. Uh, Tainera, how do you say this? Tainera Conti. She's from. She's in NXT. Oh, man, yeah. She's uh, no from idea. Brazil. And then uh, Tegan Knox from Wales. I think there will be more participants, from Brazil, maybe. huh? Does her picture show up? 
Oh, uh, let's see. From who? Like, her? Like, yeah, ever since you put it big, like the pictures don't yeah, show up. Yeah, I know. I, that sucks. But, but yeah, those are the participants so far. There's no bracket revealed yet. I would think they will do a bracket uh, very, very soon. But it'll be 32 competitors. I think I just reeled off 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 names. So they still have 17 more to uh, get there. But that'll be August 8th and 9th. Um, It'll be on the network. I don't think it'll be live, though. It won't be live on the network. I'm not sure where they're going to... Actually, it doesn't say anything about being on the network at all. So I'm sure it'll be on the network, though. I oh, I'd imagine it. so. I at mean, some point. It won't yeah. be live, but it'll be on the network um, at some point. I Well, I have a friend of mine uh, known as Serpentico or John Cruz. Uh, great guy. He posted on Facebook uh, a good friend of his, Lacey Lane, an independent wrestler in Florida, uh, signed a deal with WWE. She'll be or she'll be at NXT. Um, I'm thinking they're going to put her in the Mae Young Classic. Also, yeah. also another woman who is being rumored, Amber Nova. Uh, if you guys know who Amber Nova is, mm-hmm. she is an incredible independent wrestler from Florida. Uh, looks great. I think they're going to put her in the Mae Young Classic too. She got an appearance on NXT. Forgot who she jobbed out to, but she jobbed out to somebody. Uh-huh. She's like extra talent. Okay. Oh no, I think it was a uh, freaking. Anna Baszler. Anna Baszler. There yeah. you go. Any I chance on Brittany Lane being put in there? Who? Well, Brittany Lynn. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> hey, the Mia Yim. Do you really know who that is? Yes, of okay. course. Dude, she used to wrestle in Texas. Uh, matter of fact, she um, she was Jade in Impact Wrestling. Uh, she was in the Mae Young Classic last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, blue-haired Asian chick. Right on. Yeah. Well, those are the participants in the May Young Classic, so uh, looking forward to that, yeah, August yeah. 8th and the 9th. Let's go now to Rumor Mill. Got some, a couple of things in the Rumor Mill. Ryan, I think Here you have uh, both things. Yeah. Uh, to, well, we already went over what the uh, wrestler vote said. Yeah, about the yeah, – yeah. So they, they The basically belt think dude went over be, it. It's going to be about uh, – you know, they think the Raw announcement tomorrow will be about an all-women's pay-per-view, so yeah. we don't have to talk about that. But you have something about Ring of Honor? Yeah. Uh, take this with a grain of salt, because it is coming from the Observer. Ring of Honor is interested in signing CM Punk for the show at Madison Square Garden next year. I mean, obviously, who wouldn't be? It would sell it out. Yeah. It would sell it out, man. I mean, they got to get CM Punk. I mean, what's he going to do? Go go fight in Bellator? They're not going to want his ass. No. Oh, well, iTunes. No, no, no. That's good. Okay. We're okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, the story is that Ring of Honor is interested in getting CM Punk for just just for their Madison Square Garden show, or are they trying uh, to maybe sign him to a contract. Well, it, it just says CM Punk for its show at Madison Square Garden, the Garden. But I mean, if you're Punk, you really don't need the money because obviously not, you no. got paid big. Yeah. To get your a whooped. Uh-huh. He needed the twice. Money. Um but I sure would love to see CM Punk in the squared circle again. Most definitely. So would Absolutely. I. So would I, as long as it's not in WWE. And, and the great thing about Ring of Honor, he can just come when he wants. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to travel with him. I think well, it's a good fit. Bryce, any thoughts on this uh CM Punk thing? Uh man, you know, I remember Ring of Honor starting out and CM Punk was one of their original guys. Yeah. I hope I hope that uh, they bring CM Punk in for that big uh, G1 Supercard. Matter of, speaking of super, G1 Supercard, do you guys think they're actually going to do a, uh, a Supercard of Honor, or do you think that's going to be their Supercard I think that might be it. They decided mm-hmm. this year they're going to joint 
you know, they can do a joint show maybe. Because, I, I mean, that's what it sounds like. G1, G1 Supercard. Supercard. Yeah, because yeah, that's the show right before WrestleMania, right? The night of exactly. Yeah. It's also in New York. Yeah. 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 So that's basically going to be their version of Supercard of Honor this year. Which and WWE is not using uh, Madison Square Garden unless they do NXT TakeOver at Madison Square Garden. I doubt it because Ring of Honor's already got Honestly, it. I would love if NXT went to Madison Square Garden. Dude, I, I know it's super expensive for WWE to film from... Madison Square Garden, they can afford it. Like, I don't exactly. know why they, they just keep doing these live events for Madison You just Square got a billion-dollar deal, Vince McMahon. You got two billion-dollar deals. Uh, yeah, you're right. Spend that money, dog. Yeah, like NXT. Because you know what? It, NXT is at a point now. You're trying to come up with these new things, new places. Like, the war, they did the war games. Now, NXT, you Sweet. have it. You, NXT never had a takeover in the garden. Like, that would be huge. If NXT yeah. could have a show in the garden... That yeah. would be awesome. You imagine, I mean, they put on a great show in the dump that's Chicago and New Orleans. You imagine what they would do at MSG? I would Somebody would that. die. That would be great. Like, don't you think? Somebody would die. <laughs> Somebody would die. Let's not. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, Tommaso curb stomps him on the concrete floor. Oh, my God. And, you know, the whole crowd. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. The whole crowd and Meltzer's like, oh, three and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> Man got his skull crushed. Yeah. Three and a half stars. Come on, Dave. Now, now before we move on, uh, shout out to Pluto TV because they have an Love imp- Pluto. Yes. They have an impact channel on there. Me, oh, you found out about that? Yes, and me, and my, me and my son were watching it the other day. And speaking of CM Punk, we were watching a great hardcore match with him and Raven against oh, Disco oh Inferno and Shane Douglas. Dude, back in the day, that old school NWA TNA. Yes, whenever NWA they were doing Trust Me yes. Asylum in Nashville, dude. Yeah, bro, throwback. By the way, Raven was the guy who trained CM Punk. Shout out. Yeah, they they had a great feud in the Indies years ago. Whenever CM Punk was just getting started, because. Uh, CM Punk was like, oh, he, Raven's a drug addict. He's an alcoholic. I'm straight edge. And of course, CM Punk was the heel and Raven was a baby face. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah, it's good That's stuff, great. man. We're really enjoying that channel. <laughs> you know, uh, the reason why Impact is on there is because uh, they are owned, well, they are ran with Universal. Mm. They the, Universal owns all their video. Yeah. And so, uh, matter of fact, the in, Impact Wrestling channel used to be called just Pro Wrestling. Yeah. On Pluto. And I remember back then. They, they used to have, like, podcasts and stuff on there, and they were, they were, like, two years old just last year, and they were talking about, I don't know, The Shield at WrestleMania 30. Oh, no. It was it was bad. Just, like, live, you know, because, like, a robot's doing this. A robot's yeah. adding in random stuff to watch. And, like, they would, like, behind, Beyond the Mat was on there. But now it's all Impact Wrestling yes. stuff. Yes, and it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Patrick, you all right, though? Yeah, I'm good. I was okay. just, you know, sitting here while y'all, y'all was kind of going. <laughs> hey, man, we're, we're just, we're just shooting the breeze. I haven't seen this. I haven't seen y'all in a minute. Yeah, I know. I, I was just going back and forth. I was just sitting here listening. That's all I was doing. Now it's you need to check that out. You can download it on your phone, Patrick. It's a free app. They, hundreds of channels. Do they pay you guys? No. Shh. Ryan K. Bowman, work on this. <laughs> Pluto TV sponsorship. No, but I, I love it so much. I want to give them the free plug. Dude, Pluto is freaking amazing. And there's all kinds of stuff to watch. Like yeah. You can watch World Poker Tour on there. Yep. There's a bunch of comedy channels. There's even, oh. for, the, for those of you who are very experimental, there's a bunch of channels where it's just nothing but trippy stuff to watch. Yeah, and like coming trains. up uh, this football season, Patrick, they uh-huh. have the Stadium Network on there. 
And I know you yeah. have you ever watched any of the stadium uh, football games on Facebook? I don't think so. No. I'm pretty sure with the stadium network, I'm pretty sure they're going to show the football games on Pluto as well. I would imagine. What football games are they filming? Uh, they do in NCAA football. It's awesome, man. Stadium's getting big. I remember yeah. whenever Stadium started, I'm like, man, that's a cool logo. It's a cool brand. I mean, obviously, they do small, smaller schools. They're I not getting it. any marquee matchups, Dude. but that's that's the kind of ball I like. <laughs> the Big Sky Conference has a channel on there, and they show nothing but Big Sky Conference stuff. Yes, they do. It's like northern dakota state versus nevada but tech that, but that's the kind of ball i love dude me too yes, oh me ball. too I love it. man we're like brothers from another mother bro arizona high school football state championships there you go quarter than uh west greyhounds there's something i might have to look into it's called pluto tv pluto west tv free app dude free app i watched it on my playstation but we're oh all right well, let's go now. Uh, we talked about the rumor mill, CM Punk, uh, maybe. You know, you know, yeah, make it happen, guys. Make it to get him to MSG. Let's go to Cheap Heat now. A couple mm-hmm. of things in Cheap Heat before we wrap it up here. Um, Cassius Ono. You got yes. something about Cassius Ono. Yeah. Oh, no. So apparently, uh, a number of small-time promotions around the country have a little tendency of illegally using the image of WWE in in New Japan, you know, big big time wrestlers to promote their promotion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, John Cena is not going to be at your promotion, but that one his dad did show up. So, so when they were promoting John Cena, when the people got there thinking they were going to see John Cena, it was his dad, John Cena. Senior. Senior. Exactly. Uh, but this one takes it a little bit further. They used Cassius Ono's image on their flyer. Oh, wow. Said he was going to be there on their tweet. Now, Cassius Ono had a little something to say about it. Mm-hmm. So he took the Twitter. He said, hey, Alabama, there's some goober. Fossil- <laughs> I love the way he uses goober. <laughs> there's a, a, three cool points for that, Cassius Ono. That's a word that is rarely used today, and I don't know why. Uh, Let's make a comeback. There's some goober falsely claiming that I have been booked for a show in August. The Facebook page is Primetime Championship Wrestling. I've reached out, and they're claiming I'm a fake account, even though it's verified. Because obviously when you're that big and you have that many followers, they verify you and put the check on you. Yeah. Right? Uh, Either way, someone is misrepresenting me. Beware. See, what's cool about all the promotions here in southwest Louisiana and the ones that uh, we have dealings with in Texas as well, Bryce. Uh, they're all legit. If, yes. they, if they say a superstar is going to be there, a superstar is going to be there. Uh, in, unless, yes, in, yes. unless they get the flu or they get right. a wreck or their plane has been, you know, canceled. You know, they've actually booked this guy. Yeah, I mean, look, this this happens a lot. Uh, I mean, look, I, I and saw... you're doing flyers a lot for, for promotions. Exactly. Have you ran into that with a company trying to do that? Yes. Uh-oh. Yes, and uh, I'm not going to say who, but they were just like, look, uh, they're not going to be... It what was, does it, it wasn't, rhyme with? It wasn't like they were like, hey, um, look, he's not going to be here, but just put him on there. Like, put, put Ted DiBiase on there. He's not going to be there, but just put him on there. Like, we haven't even talked to him. Not like that. It's more of like, hey, look, um, I know you have him on the flyer. He's not going to be there. But keep him on there. Like, we'll we'll just make an announcement later to that date that he won't be there. We'll make an announcement at the show that he won't be there. And that was before the flyer has been released. Correct. How do you feel about that? 
I mean, dude, that's that's promotion stuff. Promotions, they have their way of getting people through the door. Look, if if here here's a guy I don't know, um, Rob Conway. Okay? Did they send out that that Facebook message at the eleventh hour? I have no idea. Probably so, like ten minutes before the match. <laughs> I have no idea. I got you. I have I have no freaking clue. Well, let, let's say let's say a promotion, you know, books Rob Conway, and they're like, hey, you know. Rob Conway's coming, and they hype it up, and then the day of the show—well, not the day of the show, but like the week before—they like he's he's not coming, but they don't they don't announce it. They announce it whenever the show starts. You have all these people who paid to come see Rob Conway. What if you would have announced Rob Conway is not going to be there? No one would have came in. So that's money in your pocket. What are the fans going to do? The fans aren't going to riot. The fans are going to be like, "Oh man, that sucks," and they're going to make sure they just perform better, put on some good matches, title change, whatever. Make sure the fans go home happy. I mean, they're not paying any more. The fact that Rob Conway is going to be there or not, they're still going to pay fifteen or ten bucks, unless you're going to a Lions Pride show. You're paying eighty bucks for a ringside seat. Yeah, that's the truth, man. Houston Carson is my freaking hero. Yeah, but at the same time, dude, he's bringing in the stars, and and his cards are jacked. Oh, dude, we're just starting. We're just getting started. He's got some stuff planned. I. Mm. Mm. Like, 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 this guy's throwing some major cheddar getting in the dudes that he has. In I that. mean, dude, Rikishi's going to be at his next show. Rob Conway, Brian Cage, Chris freaking Masterpiece Masters, uh, guys like Bam Bam Malone is coming back. Rex Andrews will be there. And, of course, all your favorites, Big Daddy Yum Yum, Super Tex, Britt McKenzie. There's also a rumor that Bruce Tharp and Lance Hoyt are going to come in, just buy tickets and, and destroy the show. <laughs> because, you know, Bruce Thorpe and Lance Hoyt are fired from, uh, you know, the company. Yeah, fire. Who knows, Bruce Thorpe, former owner of the NWA, could buy uh, Lance Pratt Sports from Houston Carson. Under his nose? Yeah. How would that happen? Just go in with a contract. I mean, like, I'm, a, I'm an attorney. I just bought this company. Hmm. At the bra- I, well, I'm going to be there. Um, I'm going to be doing production. I'm a, I'm a producer for Lions Pride Sports. And uh, who knows what will happen. Man, yeah. who the freak knows? But I think someone you don't want to cross is Houston Carson. Oh, my God. You do not want to cross. Dude, he's the freaking Texas Lion. He will destroy you. Like, obviously a nice dude, but uh, he, he's got the gains to back anything up. Absolutely. Dude, this guy is jacked. <laughs> that was my Stevie Ray Booker T. Nice. Yeah, man, he will. He will. Mm, he will kill somebody. He will. Rip when, especially whenever he's this next dude. Rumble and Rockdale show. Whenever it was a disaster for the production team, he would. I think he he almost killed Rod Sterling <laughs> because Rod tripped over a cable and knocked out the power to our projection no. screens. And Houston Carson just looks at him and his eyes turn yellow and he's like, "Rod, you just tripped over the cable." And he flipped out. Oh, Rod. Hey, but Mike Dell won the title. Got to be nimble, bro. That was our craziest show. That was freaking incredible. Got to be like Roger Craig. Got to keep those knees high. You guys should do a weekly shoot segment with Bryce Boudreaux. I'll shoot on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care, dude. Well, so much care. heat on us, nobody will listen to us, Bryce. Dude, I shoot on everybody. <laughs> I shoot on everybody. Well, speaking of shoots... Titus O'Neil uh, kind of yes. shot on uh, Hulk Hogan. Ooh. Yeah, uh, apparently earlier this week when Hulk, you know, showed up to Extreme Rules to <laughs> apologize and address the locker room, but Titus not so forgiving and understandable. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, you yeah. Get so what you, you got there. So you were saying that uh, initially, WWE had told all the superstars that there's a mandatory meeting. 
before yeah, Extreme Rules. Everybody showed but they didn't tell Rules. him why. Yeah, and Vince wasn't there, but uh, you know, it was obviously so Hulk can address and apologize the locker room and all that stuff and you know, I, I think the the emphasis of it was Hulk was trying to tell everybody, you know, okay, I'm sorry for what I did, this and that, but you know, in this day and age, you guys also have to be careful like what you say because you may be being recorded when you don't realize it. You know, you're public figures. You got to just be careful out there. Don't make the same mistake that I did. Right, yeah, yeah. And if you're at the level of Hulk, you're definitely going to have a recording device, whether it be a camera or if somebody bugged your phone or whatever. You know, people want to know what Hulk Hogan's saying. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, apparently uh, old Slytus O'Neal, um, you know, he's he's at the point where he still hasn't forgiven Hulk. And mm-hmm. he was pretty upset about the whole thing, and he actually yeah. left the venue, packed up his bags, and rolled. Yep, got out of there. Um, but and apparently, what we're hearing from it is that it was really productive, though. That a lot of wrestlers gave him a whole lot of love at the mm-hmm. end, hugging, handshakes. Um, so hopefully, there is some mending here because obviously, the word that he used is a powerful word, and a word that is very disparaging to black people. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, a lot of bridges were mended there. Uh, because obviously, wrestling without Hulk just seems like it's a little void. You know what yeah. I mean? It's the guy who propelled wrestling to where it is today. And whether you say he has talent or not, whether you say he's got one move, it doesn't matter. The guy did it. He took the industry on his shoulders, and he made it a multi-billion-dollar business. Mm-hmm. And so, hopefully, somewhere down the line, Titus can find it in his heart. To give Hulk a few minutes so they can yeah. hopefully, you know, just, just, um, just work it out. And if not, then you know what? Titus just, you know, you can feel the way you want to feel. It's yeah. understandable. But, um, you know, at some point, you just, you don't have, like I said, you don't have to forgive Hulk. You don't have to ever, you know, accept an apology or whatever. But at some point, you know, like I said, I think he said what he had to say and now move on from it. You yeah. Know? Don't let it, you know, affect, like you said, he left in the middle of the, the event, you know, that right there, it's like leaving, like, you know, I just like that. Like, if something happened at my job that I didn't like, I just straight up walk out. But, you know, but I come back to work the next day, like, you know, just that, that to me, that was a little bit of a bad look for yeah. Titus. Like, if you don't want to forgive him, that's fine. I understand. That's, I guess, it, God, don't, I will not blame you for it. But, you know, I guess, and like I said, maybe he was allowed to leave early. Maybe they said, you know what, if you don't want to stay, you don't have to stay. But, to me, just I don't know. That kind of just rub, the fact that he left early, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. You know, like stay here and just, you know, like I said, you can go sit in your corner, you know, and you don't have to acknowledge it or anything like that. But you know, if you get, if you have to, if you're supposed to stay for the whole show, yeah, you know, you know, stay. Don't leave early and start. You know, I don't know. So uh, some people believe maybe that's why him and uh, Apollo got squashed by AOP on Monday night. I don't know. But uh, uh, they wouldn't do that. No, I don't think I they don't. would. That's just because it's AOP and they're beast. I yeah. think. I think that maybe maybe Vince had a talk with with Titus. Who I, I honestly I don't even know. Uh, maybe that whole thing that said maybe that didn't even happen. Maybe people are blowing this out of context because I read something that the the locker room is split and the New Day, Mark Henry, Titus O'Neil, and various other African American WWE superstars are all. On one side, and they're like, "Nope, we're not doing this." And that—that's what I've been reading. And you can't—you can't even trust this stuff. Who knows? Maybe backstage it was a mellow environment, everything was cool, and you know, 
I don't know. You can't believe everything you read. Yeah, but you know what? When it, when it comes to this certain subject of, of racism, you know, Hulk can come back and apologize all he wants. You're not going to get everybody's forgiveness. You right might get on. a handful. You might get half. You might get the majority. Who knows? But you do what you got to do. You know, man up. Say you messed up. Apologize for it. That's all you can do. Yeah. So he did what he had to do. Um, don't think that, you know, now, you know, you got to reinstate it to the Hall of Fame. I think that should be it. Don't, you know, he shouldn't be on TV. He and, shouldn't, you know. Yeah. And that, were, that should be like kind of your, put. like, you did what you did, and now we re- reinstated you into the Hall of Fame, but if you think we're going to bring you back on television for any particular reason, no. It's, yeah. you know, you're, you know, you, you had your time. It's time for us to focus on the future. Uh, you're always going to be part of the WWE family, but, you know, we're not going to put you on TV for whatever reason. So hopefully, ho- I hope that's not why he did it, just to try to make a little like, another payday by getting on TV somehow. But, but of course, they said he wasn't <clears throat> scheduled to be there. He was never scheduled to be on TV at Extreme Rules or anything, so that's good. He just showed up. He did what he had to do, and he, they said he left halfway through the show. He left. Mm-hmm. Good. That's, you did what you needed to do. You're not going to get everyone's forgiveness. Just, it's life. Some people are just you know it's gonna stick with them forever because of what you said. I mean, rightfully so. So, just uh, Hulk did the right thing, and I also said you know Titus, if he feels the way he feels, that's fine too. Yeah. But uh, you know, don't let it ruin. Like I said, Titus, you know, don't let it lead to you like leaving early. Like you know that to me, if I'm management, that might be a bad look. Unless like I said, he got permission. That right there could kind of hurt maybe your professional career. Yeah, in some aspects. And they were sly, too, because I remember you reported that he flew into Cleveland. Yes. yes. Cleveland is a city where we... Okay. There's a little <laughs> bone thugs there for you. You might be too young for that, Bryce. Bone thugs? Of course, uh, You know dude. some bone thugs? Yeah. Okay. It's the ruggish thugs bone Yeah. Oh. I don't. So, uh, so, yeah, they must have put him in a limo and drove him over there. Yeah. Um, but maybe there might be a reboot of Tropic Thunder. I don't know. Anyone? Wow. No. Why? Uh, I was just making a joke. <laughs> <coughs> Obviously, they would not reboot Tropic Thunder, Bryce. <coughs> Why am I choking? Wasn't that the movie with the... Uh... <laughs> Wait. Wasn't that his TV series that he had? I have no idea. I thought Tropic Thunder was the one about the freaking... Uh, all these guys. It was like a war movie. Suburban Command. They're doing Suburban Commando again. I don't know. We're doing another Suburban Commando. I've, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm reading it right now. Uh, Wrestling Observer reports Suburban Commando, uh, the next chapter, gonna be uh, WWE film, gonna be sold in Deutschland. <laughs> um, yeah, gonna be coming out. Now they could also be looking for a uh, Mister Nanny too. Or that stupid movie with the kids and they're doing karate at, a, at an amusement park and hulk uh, hogan is like with the short hair you, you remember that stupid ninja kids three oh my. ninjas what's that was it the three ninjas yeah it's like three kids and they were ninjas but they were like little kids yeah you know just like all they all look the same they all look like sweet life of zach and cody kids <laughs> you know and look like they basically they look like hansen but younger yes and um they're all like in an amusement park, and they're like, hi-ya, 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 and they keep saying that. And Hulk Hogan's like, hey, what's going on, brothers, dudes? <laughs> How you guys doing, dudes? 
We gotta stop the bad guy. It's like that. Well, I mean, there's there's many things they could do with Hulk Hogan. Hey. <laughs> that will never happen. All right, what else we got, Patrick? That's it. We're to, I think we're pretty much done. That's man. the show. Yeah, that's the show. Boy, I flew by. Man, I did, yeah. No, no emails. No, no emails today. <coughs> Maybe next time. You guys, let me check on, the we'll inbox. Next, nah, we checked the inbox. There ain't nothing in there. <laughs> so empty. If, so if empty you, today. so if you want to get your questions sent into the crew, you can email us averagemarks at gmail dot com. We'll answer your question on the air, and it could be anything. We'll even, uh, you know, if it needs to be PG'd, we'll PG it. Yeah. <laughs> we want to know, and we're going to answer your question. So with that being said, nothing left. Uh, you know, Bryce, thanks for coming hang out with us, talking a little wrestling. Thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure to have Bryce on. Yeah, here. yeah. Give a quick plug one more time, Bryce, for your new. Oh yeah, uh, man. Uh, go and go ahead and check out my newest project, The Experience with Bryce Boudreaux on Facebook.com. Uh, Going to be a live interview program weekly on Facebook Watch, and. I'm in talks with some people at Fight TV. We might be broadcasting on Fight TV too. Holy cow! Ooh. It would be. I mean, of course, it would be recorded and then you know taped. I guess. Yeah. Tapings live and then broadcast on wow. Fight TV at a later date. Yeah, I'm. I'm in talks with people at Fight TV nice. and with some sponsors right now. We're just in the beginning. Huge guest going to be on for the very first episode. Any awesome. chance that it's Mark Zuckerberg? Because I would love to hear you interview the Zuck. You want to know what I think about Mark Zuckerberg? I think we already know from the first one. Let me let me ask you a question. Do yes. you know you know why Texas isn't in the Gulf of Mexico? No. Because Oklahoma sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to say about Mark Zuckerberg. Well, I wonder what old JR would think about that comment. Mm, he wouldn't like it too much. No, he would not. Back here live on SmackDown. <laughs> he he might uh pull you out to the shed. You know, there was an event in Dallas called Who Shot JR. It was at a ranch. They had a wrestling match at some, ma- as a, a, like a mansion on a ranch in Dallas, and it was called Who Shot JR. Uh, who, who put that on? Oh, RCW? I don't know. Some promotion to everybody. Lance Hoyt, MVP. Barbie Hayden was there. Shout, Shout out to out. Barbie Hayden. Yeah. Oof. Wow. Yeah, she should be in the Mayan Classic. Yes. Why aren't they booking her? Dude, Jazz should be in the Mayon Classic. Yes. Well, she's still got it, man. She, Dude, she's the current NWA Women's Champion. Yes. Love her. How you doing? All Louisiana. Right, well. Repping the boot, Patrick. Yeah, there you go. Little local local talent. The How's, Red Dog, Rodney Mack. How's the Snapchat looking there? I was just checking out some, <laughs> some of the females on Snapchat, you know. Wow. But anyway, I think that's all we have today for yeah. the Average Marks. So, Ryan, go ahead and take us home, man. All right. Check us out online, averagemarks.com. That's your central hub. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The Average Marks. And again, if you're listening on iTunes, please take the time at the end of the podcast to go ahead and give us a comment, give us a rating, what that does. It helps your boys out tremendously. It will put us in the iTunes algorithm and get us suggested to other wrestling fans. We're broadcasting live from the Collar and Elbow studio. And just like we said from the beginning of the show, we are a proud member of the Roar Network. I'm giving this microphone a Collar and Elbow tie-up. Hold. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. It's the Collar and Elbow Studios. Shout out. Go check out our uh, product of the week, and uh, that is the Collar and Elbow Extreme T-shirt, CXE in purple with the barbed wire. looks like an old uh, ECW shirt. Really cool-looking shirt. Yeah. GorillaPosition.com. When our new, brand-new... 
episodes released on there, it will have a link to that shirt and you can get 10% off. But if you're just looking for maybe the Canadian shirt or the USA shirt or the old job squad t-shirt, when you go to collarandelbowbrand.com at checkout, just put the average marks and you receive 10% off your order. All right, Patrick, get us out of here, dog. Outro. You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of the Average Marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. For more information on the show, follow us on Twitter and iTunes. AMP is a proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com.